0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, The amount of stuff we have to talk about and the amount of time we have is so not working together for me, but we're going to do the absolute best that we can um, because we have a lot to catch up on. So welcome back to the I Hate the Internet podcast, a podcast where my sister and I talk about whatever we want on the internet. And you know what? We're on a Bravo journey right now. So we're going to stay on the choo-choo train. So there have been so many podcasts coming out about all things Vanderpump Rules. But there's also been a podcast that's come out with Jacqueline and Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey. So we're going to talk about all the podcasts. We're going to talk about everything that's come out with Jacqueline and Teresa. We're also going to talk about Ariana coming back to Instagram. We're going to talk about Raquel possibly not being vaccinated. A tiny bit about Juan Dixon being fired and Schwartz and Sandoval and uh, Winterhouse. The new season that is currently being taped right now. So sit back and here we go. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is let's just get the Jacqueline and Teresa out of the way first. Because the rest of this is mostly 95% Vanderpump Rules. So if you are not a Vanderpump Rules girly, we can at least talk about this first. So Teresa and Jacqueline are obviously the OGs. From Royal Housewives of New Jersey. Um, and they did an interview on Namaste Bitches, which is Teresa's podcast with one of her friends. And it was a very casual, there was not a lot of like hot gossip, crazy stuff, not a lot of, not too many things I didn't already know, but it was just a nice positive conversation. And it felt, like I said, very casual and very much like they were just sitting and chit chatting. And Teresa barely talked. It was mostly the person that does the podcast with her. I don't know her name um, and Jacqueline talking. So Teresa had said that her favorite seasons of Jersey Housewives that she did was season one and two because it was just lighthearted and fun. It was actually before Melissa and Kathy came onto the show and it was just silly and her and Jacqueline were like two peas in the pod and they just enjoyed and just enjoyed being on the show. Apparently, the this wasn't supposed to be a Real Housewives show. It was actually going to be its own little show called Jersey Moms. But then eventually, when it got picked up, it turned into Real Housewives of New Jersey. Basically, the gist that I got was that Jacqueline and Dina basically cast the show with the producers. It started out with the two of them, and then basically went from there. And it went from, like, Teresa, and then Caroline, and then... Um, basically Danielle came in because they heard from the salon they would go to all the time, Chateau, about her. Um, and Dina was like, hey, maybe we should like meet up with her, have dinner with her, get to know her, see what we think. Jacqueline met up with her at the salon, I guess, and talked to her a little bit and basically gave her information to the producers. And it kind of just went from there. Apparently I knew that Jacqueline actually at one point lived with Caroline for like six months when they were building their house. And apparently that's where Jacqueline and Chris conceived CJ was in Caroline's house in Lauren's bedroom, which I thought was so freaking funny. Um, At the beginning, apparently nobody wanted to film with Danielle and they actually at multiple times refused to tape with her to the point that it was just Jacqueline taping with Danielle and then Jacqueline kind of roped Teresa into filming because Dina and uh Caroline basically absolutely refused to film with Danielle because she was so crazy and so unhinged and they just hated her. Um, Jacqueline said that the producers cut out a lot of things that she would say. And in turn, because of that, Jacqueline came off as very weak in the show And which I completely agree with. Like, I think that was a huge, like, topic about Jacqueline, too, is, like, Jacqueline's weak. Jacqueline doesn't know how to stand up for herself, blah, 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 blah. But Jacqueline apparently was like, no, I actually stood up for myself a lot. But for whatever reason, the producers would cut me out. And we would be, like, having mid-conversations, she said. Like, there would be scenes of all of us together having these huge conversations. And for, for whatever reason, the producers would cut her portion of the conversation out and make it look like she had no opinion and no thought process. In a lot of the decisions they were making as a group. Apparently Teresa was not on board. And Jacqueline had to like ask her and ask her and pressure and pressure over and over. And it took 11 months for Teresa to finally sign her contract and be okay with it. And actually Dolores was... Supposed to be a part of their original group. Because Dina, Dolores, Jacqueline, Teresa apparently were like all best friends. And I think that's why you see Dolores in the background of like a shit ton of Real Housewives of New Jersey episodes. is because she actually was like a part of the mix, a part of the group. So it was kind of a long time coming. It sounds like that Dolores was eventually going to be on the show. Apparently the table flipping scene where Teresa is like screaming and freaking out. She has a part where she says something about... Danielle coming to the shore house and apparently Teresa and Danielle, Danielle came to Teresa's shore house, had sex with some like random dude and then like left the bedroom, like disheveled and like the bed disheveled and left it for Teresa to basically like an after sex bed. Teresa had to clean up. And so apparently they cut that out of her in that screaming scene because apparently Teresa went on to scream about that. But for some reason, they didn't keep that, which I thought was so funny. Like, why didn't you guys keep that? That's hilarious. At that same dinner, apparently a producer named Carlos snuck underneath the table and actually handed Danielle the book. And Danielle apparently went to producers and told producers that she was completely fine with talking about the book and completely fine about bringing it up. Hence why that producer apparently handed her the book, because you see in the scene, Danielle reaches under the table and it's actually to receive a book from a producer named Carlos. Jacqueline and Teresa talked about how their, their franchise is much different than a lot of the other Housewives franchises because it's very much about family and family oriented. And one of the reasons why Teresa did not want Joe and Melissa on the show is because Teresa says that she saw everything that happened with Jacqueline's family And how hard that was and didn't want that to happen to her family. And Jacqueline said that before Melissa and Joe were on the show, they were at like everything. And Melissa and not Melissa, Jacqueline and Teresa had known each other for like six or seven years before they did the show. So Jacqueline was like, I had seen Melissa and Joe. They were at everything. They were very, 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 very close. It wasn't until the show started that they started having issues And Jacqueline says she thinks it's because Melissa was upset that she wasn't cast on the show and she wanted to be cast so bad because she wanted to be famous and blah, 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 blah. And it didn't start getting really bad until the show started allowing Melissa to be on the show. And I know Teresa, I'm pretty sure, has said this before in other interviews, but Teresa had no clue that Melissa and Kathy were going to be cast on the show. And they were saying on the podcast that It was shocking to them because the producers would come to Teresa and Jacqueline and the girls on the show every single season at the end of the season or the beginning of season or whatever and ask, like, are there other women that you think would be great in the show? Who do you think else would get cast? You know, what do you guys think about this person? And they never asked Teresa about Melissa or Kathy and Melissa and Kathy were just signed on and it just they were there. And Teresa felt um, kind of betrayed about that and thought it was really, really odd um, That they would ask her every single season, but they never asked about Melissa and Kathy. And then there they were, just a part of the show. Apparently, the whole Ashley-Danielle, like, ripping the hair out situation. Apparently, somebody told... Originally, Jacqueline said that Ashley told her that it was a producer. But now, apparently, Ashley says it wasn't a producer. But someone randomly told her, Ashley, that someone... That Danielle had, um, punched or hit, um... Danielle had punched her hit Jacqueline and that's what set Ashley off and why she wanted to like attack Danielle basically. And then that Danielle over exaggerated the hair pull thing. Cause if you watch the video of it, Ashley does yank her hair and pull it back. But that's like just one big like whip and back. But apparently Kim G says that Danielle was pulling her own hair out in the car in order to when the cops showed up, say, hey, she ripped her, she ripped hair out of my head, look what she did to me. And apparently the cops told, I think it was Jacqueline, that apparently Danielle does this like all the time, calls the cops all the time, makes up stories, and the cops are like, Yeah, she's a shit show. So I guess Jacqueline is now in Vegas, um, and she's very, very close to her family. So her whole family's from Vegas. They all live around there, and so they're very close. But they are going to end up moving to the OC. And, of course, they were like, oh, do you want to be an OC housewife? And Jacqueline was like, hell the fuck now. I don't want to be an OC housewife. Um, I have no desire to be a housewife ever again. I have no desire to do reality TV. She did mention, though, that if she was going to do reality TV again— she would consider doing Girls Trip just because it's only a week. And she thinks she could figure it out with her son, Nicholas, who she is a stay-at-home mom and um, doing homeschooling with now. And Nicholas is kind of like her priority, basically. And so they would need to figure out someone to watch him. But other than that, that was kind of the only thing she'd be okay with. Um, but she has no desire to go back to reality TV full-time and does, like, just ha- does not want to do it at at all I I wish they would do a Real Housewives of Vegas Um, like whatever if they had Jacqueline on it but I think Real Housewives of Vegas would be insane because there are people that are from Vegas it wouldn't be like all these like hot shots out of nowhere it'd be like I was born and raised in Vegas like that would be compelling to me and I'm sure they've probably tried um, Jacqueline hopes that eventually they'll get rid of Melissa off of Housewives because then that would, I think, calm Teresa down a lot more and Teresa would have a lot more fun. But until then, she understands why Teresa has not gone off the show because obviously Teresa is a single parent, has four daughters, needs the money and, you know, needs to maintain money to take care of these girls and take care of herself. Um, but hopes that one day when Teresa leaves the show, that she will see how happy she could be and how life can be a lot more normal. I don't know if that's something Teresa wants to be honest with you. I think Teresa likes her life, I think she likes being famous. I don't think she's like in the Melissa world of like, oh my god, I have to be famous or I'm gonna die. Sometimes it feels like, but I do think think that Teresa likes being a housewife and I think she likes this life and I also think she has a lot more of a chill life than she used to have with housewives I think her situation with housewives is a lot more chill a lot more calm I think Louie's a lot more calm Teresa honestly so far this season of Jersey she's not the center of attention she's not even honestly like the main character the main issue Dolores and Jen have like a huge like they're the huge storyline right now unfortunately Jackie trying to be a try hard with Danielle has been a thing like Teresa is kind of just sitting back and watching what's going on I think she'll come more into play once we get more information about the conversation that her and Jen had with Margaret's old friend um but other than that I think she's doing just fine with what she's got to do. Her and Melissa's storyline, I think are a little bit more on the back burner for the most part, which I also love. Like get that fucking storyline off of my screen. I don't care anymore. It's been forever. Like it's the same shit. We get it. We know family, family, family. Um, so, and I think this season we're seeing Teresa in like a positive light. Like we are really seeing a huge shift of her personality, how she feels about things. And I hope we keep seeing that. Um, so, so far, you guys, I mean, Jersey's, Jersey's slamming. I love Jersey this year. I think they're great. Um, that was pretty much the podcast for them. And it was a good podcast. Like I said, um, go listen to it. It was cool, fun, casual. Uh, it's Namaste Bitches with Teresa and her little friend there. And yeah, so let's move on to the Vile Files. So Kristen is on her world podcast tour right now, <laughs> including her own podcast. She has been on her podcast. She has been on Sheena she she she's podcast. Um, she has now been on Vile Files, and a lot of people have you know, and myself included. Listen, I think Kristen is one of the best reality TV personalities out there I think she's a great villain I think she's just great in general I'm like I loved Kristen on reality TV that being said I also understood why she needed to be off of reality TV because of the things that she did with Stassi in regards to Faye so like I understand that um and I think she understands the audience understands that too and that it's coming off like she is trying to get back in the limelight. But context-wise, um, Kristen's actually one of the only friends that Ariana has right now that was on the show. That is not under a cease and desist right now. And can actually basically be a voice and talk about the show as much as they want. Ariana can't do that. Lala can't do that. Katie can't do that. And Sheena can't do that. So basically, they're sending out Kristen to be their voice about what's been going on. And Ariana, apparently, according to Kristen, and according to, I think even Lala has said it too. um, Ariana has basically been like, no, I need you to go talk for me because I can't talk. So if you want to talk for me, that would be great and I'd appreciate it. So Kristen's been going on podcasts basically for Ariana, being like a spokesperson for her. Because again, she's the only one that hasn't been slapped with a season assist. So there's that. So if you listened on my last episode, you know that I reviewed the um, episode where Kristen basically talked about the whole scandal of, of it all. So Vile Files, which I've actually been liking a lot more lately. And apparently he's going to start watching Vanderpump Rules from season one on. On, I think, his Patreon, I think. Uh, And I'm very interested. I love hearing what people think about the earlier seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Because they are so unbelievably unhinged. So I really do love hearing people's thoughts about that. So apparently, like I said, Ariana asked Kristen to speak up since... Basically, nobody else can right now except for Kristen. Rachel and Tom started hooking up when they did the Havasu trip. And Ariana had to put her dog down, which is, in context, so fucked up that you fucking went with this girl to basically have her dog put down. Not just some, like, random little dog. Like, this dog is, like, first of all, I can't believe how old this dog is. Did she not say that the dog is, like, fucking 18 years old? Which is insane to me. An 18-year-old fucking dog. But then to hook up that night of boys night, basically start like having this like relationship, which I also don't believe. I think they started hanging out and talking and hooking up at Coachella, which was which means that they've been doing this for a year, not seven months. But that's my opinion. Whatever. But apparently that's where that all started. Ariana is been very scared to be alone because number one, um, obviously, Eventually when she's alone she's going to have to think about all this crazy shit and their relationship and everything that happened and that's I think going to be a very dark day for her and Kristen said that she's basically told Ariana like fuck that you want to be alone you'll be alone today it's just not that day you want to be alone in a week you want to be alone in a month you want to be alone in a year who cares we'll figure it out it's not a big fucking deal. And she has a huge group of people around her. She also doesn't want to be alone because Tom apparently has decided to be a complete fucking prick. And wants to come and go in the house as he pleases. Now listen, legally, he is allowed to come and go as he pleases. The issue is, is you destroyed this person's, like you destroyed your relationship. You destroyed your friendships. You destroyed everything. So, guess what? You can go fucking find a hotel and you can go live somewhere else and you can get the fuck out of my home. So, he just comes and goes as he fucking pleases. So, Ariana, basically, they tried to reason with him and be like, Hey, can you just give me a call, like a heads up when you're coming or a text so that way I know when you're coming and I can leave. And he basically said, Fuck you. No, it's my house. I'll come and go as I please. So, another reason why Ariana has chosen to not be alone in her own home. Um... Kristen is worried about her, though, because because of the reality TV show, the show should have like the topics and the conversation and the talking about the season should have basically been done and over with by now when it comes to like interviews and press and all that shit. But now it's going to get picked back up again. And so Ariana is going to have to keep reliving this trauma through the reunion, through press, through podcasts, through whatever, when she eventually starts talking but Kristen said she's actually really happy that she has the sandwich shop that they're working on and a bunch of other things to kind of distract her. But also, like, build up her own confidence and her own businesses by herself and not have Tom riding on her coattails all the goddamn time. Um, She said that the reason why she thinks... Kristen thinks the reason why Tom likes Raquel is not because, like, he actually likes her, but because... She's one of the only ones that will validate his bullshit and validate everything about him and basically gives him, like, an ego boost all the time. And that's why he gravitated to her because he saw that, in my opinion, he saw that through her interactions with James and dating James. Like, she was up James's ass all the time, always supporting him, always being there for him, always validating him. And it's like, hey, here's another person that can validate my bullshit. And so... Kristen thinks that's why Tom liked her and wanted to be with her more. Um, apparently, the she thinks that the band is basically not because he wants to be a famous singer, but just wants attention and fucking groupies. And apparently that concert that he played two days after all this bullshit came out with Scandaval, he played a concert, got completely fucking hammered and apparently fucked a groupie girl. And Kristen can't like. 100% this is like alleged alleged but like wink wink non, non, alleged. and so apparently that happened so apparently he's still fucking bitches outside of Raquel too so he's not just screwing Ariana over he's also screwing Raquel over make that make sense Ariana said Tom told her when they were having their conversation about like why did you do this basically Tom said that their relationship was just a Point of convenience rather than like a real relationship, and Ariana was very upset about that. I was like, oh, so like all the hugs and the kisses and the love and support and the things we've been through—that was just like convenience to you. Tom is the, one of the most dark, fucked up people I've ever watched on reality TV in my life. And listen, I always know because again, I'm an O.G. Vanderpump Rules lady. So I always knew he was fucked in the head because they're all fucked in the head. I think you literally have to be fucked in the head to be on this television program. But the length of horridness that are coming out of him is like shocking to me and scary. And looking back now, there's so many instances where you could have seen it. And there's so many things that these girls brought up about him that made sense. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, like we really should have listened to a lot of these girls about this bastard Also, Kristen literally seems so much healthier and happier. Like, the way she talks about things. Like, when Kristen used to talk about stuff in interviews and other things, it was always, like, seemed chaotic and always was very defensive. Whereas Kristen, like, even when she's talking bad about Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval... She's not, like, chaotic. She's not crazy. She's just like, hey, here's some things that I think are bad about them that we've recognized about them, and it concerns me. It's not like, oh, my God, they're such assholes. Like They're so gross. Like, I can't believe this. Like, it is coming from a very valid place and a very – she sounds more adult and grown when she's talking about a lot of this stuff. Another thing that I thought was really fascinating that Nick started talking about was he was talking about how people like Tom don't realize the trauma they are causing other people – And the, like, therapy he's going to put other people through for his actions. Like, it's not just about you. Like, you are causing trauma to other people. And you are making people have to go to therapy because of the actions that you did. And this trauma won't stop now. It's going to keep going for multiple years. And he doesn't understand that he's doing that to other people. And it's really fucked up. And Kristen validated that. She's like, yeah, there's... It went on for years where I was traumatized by him and it's only up until now that I've recently like not let that bother me but even this situation it was like wow look I went through all that I can't even imagine like Kristen basically almost like reliving it but Kristen definitely validated that like this is so much different than what this situation is so much different than the situation with Kristen and Ariana and Tom back then like Kristen was like, listen, we were kids. Like we were literal babies. We were stupid. We were dumb. We had no money. We were fucking waiters and waitresses and bartenders. Like like, Tom and Ariana were in a full blown committed relationship. Adult, supposedly, at least on Ariana's side, an adult relationship. So this is a lot more of a betrayal than what her and Tom went through when they were together. Like they, it was just so much more different. Raquel and Ariana have not spoken. Um, Bravo has asked if that com- like, if that could happen. And production apparently has taken Ariana's side and has not even asked Ariana or pushed it on her. And Ariana has zero desire to talk to Raquel. I'm hoping at the reunion, obviously, she will, because I want to see that shit. I want to see her take her the fuck down. Like Raquel does not understand. And we'll get to that. Kristen is literally in one scene. So everybody being like, oh my God, Kristen's like so hungry for attention. She wants to be on the show so bad. She can't wait to come to Vanderpump. She literally didn't want to come back. Um, She never asked to come back. The producers asked her and then she went to ask Ariana and she said, I'm only going to be on the show if you want me to. If you tell me, no, I'm not going to be on the show. I don't want to be on the show. I don't, I'm not a part of this life anymore. I don't want to be a part of this crap. Um, it's clearly a bad part of her life. And Ariana said, I just need you to be here for this. And if you could do that for me, I would appreciate it. And so that's the only reason why Kristen is apparently back on the show. And Kristen says that I'm not, that she's not even like a part of the show. She's like in one scene and that's pretty much it. So some of the timeline apparently is Sandoval told his mom in December. So his mom knew that this was going on. He told Schwartz supposedly a month ago, which I don't believe. I think they've known. I think Schwartz is known for longer. And Schwartz within that month didn't go to Ariana and tell her, which basically Kristen equates that to Schwartz being a pussy, which I would have to agree about that. A lot of the reason why Kristen thinks that Schwartz knew about this was so Joe who is supposedly dating Schwartz right now, even though Schwartz says they're not a couple, but Joe says they are. It's very complicated. Joe used to be Kristen's best friend for about eight years. And then they stopped being friends. When Joe started hanging out and hooking up with Schwartz back in July, they stopped being friends. And apparently when that happened, Joe didn't have any friends. Um, And Schwartz was losing friends because of the Katie situation so everybody thought that the reason why Tom Sandoval and Raquel and Tom Schwartz and Joe were hanging out is because they kind of didn't have anybody. So they all kind of latched on like that and just like a foursome and would hang out and do stuff together. But now Kristen says, I think that they were actually going on double dates. And that's why she thinks Schwartz has known longer than what he's leading on to, which is even more... Fucked up. And Katie said and watch what happens live. She said it at the reunion, she just wants to know how long Schwartz knew and if she like basically if he like corroborated these stories and were a part of this bullshit to help hide Sandoval's affair, which is disgusting and sick. And in my opinion, I don't think Schwartz is known for only a month. I think that's kind of bullshit. I still believe that it was Co I think it was Coachella that they started hooking up. And I think I agree with Kristen. I don't think he's known the whole time. I don't think he's known like the whole relationship, but I think he's known for a large chunk of it. And I think that he's full of shit and I hope someone can get that out of him, especially at the reunion, because it doesn't make any sense to me. I I just don't understand a month. There's no fucking way. Kristen says she thinks that Raquel is sorry, but sorry that she got caught and that her apology is horseshit and bullshit because she actually isn't sorry. And a lot of the way that Raquel has talked to other family members and other friends, it's coming off that way. I know Sheena's friend has a podcast with another friend of theirs that they're all very close to. And they had mentioned that when they had talked to Raquel, basically after all this shit went down, She was not remorseful. She was more worried about her image. What other people thought about her. She wasn't like oh my god I can't believe I did this to Ariana. So Kristen is pretty much convinced that Raquel is like heartless. And doesn't give a flying fuck. So the timeline of the reunion. And the situation with Sheena and Raquel. Is basically the reunion is going to be supposedly on the 23rd. But the hearing for Sheena and Raquel is not until the 29th. So there's a huge discrepancy and issue there. And apparently Raquel and Sheena aren't even allowed to talk to each other. So, and Andy was on his podcast show, Sirius XM, whatever, talking about it. And he's convinced that they're going to be dealing with this bullshit up until like the very last second of who can talk to who, where can people be, what can we do, what can we not do. All I know is, is in my opinion, I would rather have Raquel on site than Sheena. Sheena can be the zoomed one. Okay. We can have Sheena be zoomed in. I need Raquel and Tom to fucking sit their asses down and take the goddamn beating they deserve. And not like a physical beating, but like an emotional verbal beating, basically. Here's the thing. I know Tom Sandoval will show up because Tom Sandoval is used to 10 seasons of reunions being hostile, crazy, and people putting their feet towards a fire he again he's also a narcissist so he's gonna show up and be like I don't know bro like I don't know what I did like you guys like oh my god like let me blame everybody else instead of me like oh god and so like that's going to fucking happen and Schwartz is gonna be like yeah like bro it's like stuff happens it's like so crazy like you know and they're just gonna go back and forth and basically lick each other's asses and try to get their fucking way out of it and I hope this time they don't I also hope that they're not as hard. They, they need to be harder on fucking Tom Sandoval than Raquel, because this is a 10 year fucking relationship. Raquel is a fucking blip in the fucking ocean. Okay. Tom Sandoval, these boys get away with fucking murder. And Ariana has said that year after year, season after season, that especially Schwartz gets a fucking way with goddamn fucking murder and everybody else gets blamed for everything except for him and the same as with Sandoval and I hope they really hold their feet to the fire and Raquel doesn't understand this cast shows the fuck up season after season they talk about the craziest shit Jax would show up everybody gives Jack shit and Kristen Jax and Kristen would show up every reunion and they would get annihilated every season every fucking season but they showed up to reunions because that was part of the deal And Raquel wants to do this crazy shit. She wants to date everybody, suck face with everyone. She wants to take people's men. But does she want to show up to a reunion to be called out for it? Nope. Well, guess what? You're not that big and bad then. And apparently, excuse me, apparently the whole like assault thing allegedly is bullshit too. Apparently Sheena never punched her. Sheena possibly pushed her, but apparently she did not punch her. And then Raquel apparently has always had an issue with discoloration under her eye, which I haven't seen the newest episode yet. I'm waiting to watch it with my husband. But apparently there is a scene where you can see that discoloration. And so people are like, no, 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 sweetie, so you didn't get punched in the face. You've always had that. You're fucking full of shit and you're a goddamn liar. So people are starting to think that this is a bunch of crap and that she only did this restraining order in the cease and desist. Because she doesn't want to get called out at the reunion. And she doesn't even want to go to the reunion. If she doesn't go to the reunion, kick her the fuck off, Andy. Kick her off. We don't want her. It is confirmed by Kristen that she was able to get a producer to admit that Tom and Raquel did kiss on camera. And that they, have like, told each other. they Oh, my God. Like, love each other. And it's disgusting. It's so disgusting. If I have to watch it, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to literally fucking vomit. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to vomit. You are trash humans. People are going to literally hate your fucking guts after that. How could you do that? Last thing Kristen talked about was like kind of like, did she see the whole Katie and Schwartz incoming? coming? Basically, yes. And that basically what broke the camel's back was Katie tried to get Schwartz to go to therapy individually, but also as a couple. And then Katie went to therapy and did like kind of her due diligence. And Schwartz never did that. And once she realized he wasn't going to do that, She was basically done and stopped, stopped the relationship with Schwartz and was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and I think we're going to find out even more about their relationship. I think we're going to find out more about how disappointed Katie's going to be in him. I honestly, I hope Katie and Lala and Ariana all get together and even Sheena. I hope they all get together and just fucking whoop it up on Vanderpump season Eleven. I hope they give him a season 11. I hope they whoop it up and fuck everybody else. And I hope they keep Schwartz and I hope they keep Sandoval on there because you know what? I want to see them have to watch these girls date and fuck and be with the most incredible adult men ever and watch these two suffer. I hope Schwartz and Sandys goes down in flames at this point because guess what? That's what you get. But at the same time, I don't because there's employees there that need jobs and have homes and lives and children and need an income. So it's a very hard back and forth. I deal with every single day. I want the sandwich shop to be more successful than shorts and Sandy's. If I'm being completely honest, (laughs) I want it to be super fucking successful because fuck those two idiots. So the last podcast I'm going to talk about is Juicy Scoop, which I don't normally watch Juicy Scoop just because I'm not a big fan of uh, What's Her Face. That's the person that's the main person for Juicy Scoop. But I enjoy Lala. Controversial. I don't know. But I love Lala and I enjoy her. And I think she's she's my cup of tea of reality TV and a personality. I think Lala and I would get along very, very well. Lala, if you ever want to come on this podcast, I can't pay you. But I would love to chit chat with you and we can be BFFs and I can be, we can all have a great old time with you and your gays and we can be so happy together. I really do. I really do think we could be happy together. So Lala talks about how she was very shocked about Raquel making the comment about stealing Lala's man and that she doesn't think that Raquel was as drunk as she's making it out to be to kind of recover from all of that bullshit She thinks that she really meant what she said and she tried to get some big cojones and Lala was like I held back so hard from flipping the fuck out on her and she's lucky I didn't I'm trying to grow and be better but looking back now I wish I would have literally flipped the fuck out on her when she said that Lala definitely knows that if she if there was no context of what's been going on now she would have looked a lot more like a villain this season too But now that there's a lot of context to the way she's been feeling towards Rachel, Raquel, she kind of feels vindicated because basically she snuffed out. She sniffed out a skunk and she knew what was going on in some way. She had like this like intuition about how Rachel is just gross and awful and there's something up with her. So Lala says that the reason why she basically told Raquel about her and James Was because of her sobriety. And when everything happened. They weren't close. Obviously she wasn't talking to her. She didn't like her. And she was an alcoholic as well. And then now that they've had like a little bit of a relationship. It feels Lala felt like she owed her this conversation. And wanted to tell her. And that's why the whole conversation came up. And why Lala felt compelled to tell the truth. To Raquel because they felt a little bit closer and were making a friendship and were bonding, supposedly. And that's why she told her. But Bravo apparently chopped out some stuff in the conversation. Um, in the Havasu conversation, apparently. Where Raquel kept saying that Lala was like a mistress and all this crap. And... Apparently Lala said they chopped out a part where she said that the reason why she was doing all that was because she was an alcoholic and she would have sex with James now if she was sober and she was, Lala said she was very disappointed that Bravo took that out. Lala also alludes to basically saying that she's not a mistress if she wasn't given all the facts by Randall. So Randall had convinced her, Lala that he was separated and that he didn't want anybody to talk about it because he wanted to protect his children. And Lala respected that. And that's why she never said anything or never brought anything up. Was out of respect for the kids. And was lied to. So was she was upset that because Raquel was like, oh, you're a mistress. You're a mistress. Lala was like, I'm not a mistress. Like, you don't understand. Like, I can't tell you everything. And I can't say a lot on camera. But, like, read between the lines. I'm not a mistress. I was lied to. I was told many things. I've also talked to his ex-wife, Amber, who I'm friends with now. And she's kind of corroborated like, he boldface fucking lied to you. So I found that to be very, very interesting. The sobriety thing got cut out. Because that does bring a lot of context to why she hooked up with James. Because she was in a really fucked up place at the time. The alcoholism and the lying from Randall also... Makes a lot of sense too. Again, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm not a Lala truther, but I think Lala has a lot of validity in what she's saying in regards to her being an alcoholic at the time, and also she not being a mistress of Randall's because she was lied to, and didn't get the full picture. They talk about the video at Saddle Ranch um, of Sheena's friends, and apparently on Instagram, I saw that. They gave that video to producers, so there's a possibility we might actually see that video of Raquel and Tom at Saddle Ranch sitting together because that's when they started hooking up. Apparently, Sandoval apparently pushed Schwartz to kiss Raquel in an effort to hide, obviously, him and Raquel's relationship. Now, whether or not Schwartz knew that that was part of the plan, that's the part that we're missing is like, was Schwartz a part of that plan? Or was he just like an innocent bystander and Sandoval like didn't give him all the context behind it and was like, oh yeah, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. But really he was a lying sack of shit and was trying to get Schwartz to kiss her to get off the trail. You know what I'm saying? And obviously now Raquel calling Lala a mistress. I'm sorry. That's fucking rich. Rich coming from you, bitch. You are literally the poster child for mistresses now. Another thing that they had talked about was this whole like vaccination situation. So apparently Raquel as of April 2022 was not vaccinated and had a fake vaccination card. Which I put up a TikTok about that where I find it so crazy that no one's talking about this. That this girl literally lied about being vaccinated. When it is a requirement according to Lala to be vaccinated in order to be a Bravo like personality basically. And like work on Bravo. So it's just Incredibly insane to me that this is not like. I hope HR is investigating that because that's really fucked up and crazy and weird. And I don't like that. And it does add to the whole like Raquel apparently is like a pathological fucking liar. Like if she keeps, th- there's just so many things where she keeps lying about shit. It's like, okay, so you lied about fucking around with Sandoval and now you're lying about this vaccination card. Allegedly, we don't 100% know this. That's crazy to me. Like you're a psychopath. And I also didn't know that apparently she didn't go to urgent care immediately for the black eye. She went three fucking days later. So if you're so concerned about Sheena possibly threatening you and punching you again, why did you wait three days to go to urgent care for your black eye? That makes no fucking sense. You guys, I'm sniffing it out. I'm sniffing it out and I'm a little scared. Lala also had katie on her podcast um katie thinks raquel will go to the reunion because it is required in their contract to go to the reunion but as we've seen in like housewives and stuff um a bitch will not show up to a reunion and not give a flying fuck we've seen lisa vander lisa vanderpump herself has done that okay where she didn't show up to a goddamn fucking reunion so sometimes people just don't care and i think raquel is too scared to get literally verbally pounded by these women. She doesn't understand who she's working with. Like Lala, Katie and Ariana are some of the most quick witted, smartest responders to shit on reunions. I would be scared. And then you have Sheena, who's going to like scream, cry at you and be like, it's going to be crazy. And I don't think Raquel realizes what she is up against. Um, Katie has been having a really hard time watching this season, especially because she's noticed so much disrespect come her way from Schwartz and obviously from Sheena. Her and Sheena are currently not talking. And she just feels like Sheena very much disrespected her a lot this season. Raquel was nice to Katie to her face, but then obviously would flirt with Schwartz and would say nasty things about Katie behind her back, which really upset Katie because she actually was trying to give her a chance because obviously she was newly broken up and Katie was newly broken up and Lala was, and it was going to be like the summer of the girl of the single girls. And that went to complete shit, obviously. And that really disappointed her. Uh, Katie apparently doesn't have a type. She, you can throw any man at her. And as long as she has a connection, she's good to go. Lala said if she wanted to hook up with Oliver, she would have. And the fact that like Raquel was like, oh my God, you're so jealous. Blah, 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 blah. Lala was like, no, I wasn't jealous. Like if I wanted to fuck Oliver, I literally would have fucked him. Like I would have been able to do that. What don't you understand? The fact of the matter is, I was getting a weird vibe and I wasn't comfortable. And the whole, like, I'm not like with my spouse, like, we're separated kind of bullshit was very triggering to her because of obviously Randall. So she just kind of let it be with Oliver. And then when Raquel was like, I think I want to, like, you know, hook up on the talk to him, she was like, go for it. Have a great time. Like, peace out. I don't care. And I agree with Lala. I'm sorry. I agree with Lala. If Lala wanted to fuck Oliver, she would have been able to in a heartbeat and had no issues with that. And Raquel would have been a blip on the radar. So the fact that she was like, you're jealous, you're butthurt. I agree with Lala. I'm not fucking butthurt girl. You're good. Have a great time. What's weird is that you like to go after girls that like dudes are dating dudes married to do like you have a fucking problem. Lala and Katie are excited to be single. They're excited for Ariana to be single. They're excited for season 11 if they ever get a season 11. Katie had said that she's actually not opposed to getting married again. But she does not want to have a wedding. Lala says that she is sure that she will be in a relationship again. But she's never going to get married. And she thinks that she wants to continue having long distance relationships. Because those are the best. She doesn't like to be like micromanage in a relationship. She doesn't need to be with the person 24-7. She's good if they have different houses, different places, um, if they're not always together. And she does want more kids, but she... And she's talked about this before, I think, with Sheena on Sheena's podcast. If she has another child, it'll be with a donor. It won't be with her partner. And... Um, So they had the tasting for the sandwich shop. Lala said that the sandwiches that they had at that tasting, which we're going to see at the very end of the season, were phenomenal and amazing. And Katie described the sandwiches as very simple and tasteful, but they're elevated with different like seasonings, different sauces and different breads. And TBD on when they're going to open it, because they are still doing meetings with interior designers for the shop. And they've been very intentional and very responsible with what they want to do. Because once they do it, they don't want to have to deal with a bunch of mistakes. And so there's no rush for them. And that they have done a lot of advisement from consultants about how to run the sandwich shop the best way that they can. So again, that way they have like a successful shop. So you guys, those are the podcasts. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. 45 fucking minutes, you guys. This is, like, crazy. That's that's how—that's how—this is, like, one day. This is 24 hours. Obviously, you guys know that Ariana is back from her little hiatus of social media. I thought her welcome back was awesome. I thought it was great. I am excited. I hope she starts posting her life and how she's doing and her going out and having fun and doesn't even acknowledge Tweedledee and Tweedledum and the bullshit that they've done to her. I hope she just thrives. Um, obviously, her and Katie have merch for their sandwich shop. I hope they make a boat ton of money from that. And I'm really, really excited for her. And I want her to post on social media because I want her to show, like, I'm going to be fucking fine. Like, this is horrible. This sucks. I'm depressed. I'm so sad. But I'm going to be okay. Apparently Schwartz is currently at Winterhouse and they're taping that right now. Sandoval so far isn't there, but some people are speculating that he actually is going to show up later. So we'll see about that. Um, I hope that everything gets brought up on Winterhouse too. I hope they talk about it on Winterhouse and ask Schwartz a bunch of questions too, because a lot of the cast on Winterhouse are friends with Vanderpump people. So I'm very interested. I kind of wish they would have been like, fuck you, Sandoval. Fuck you, Schwartz. We're actually going to boot your asses off. And we're going to send Ariana. We're going to send Lala. We're going to send Katie. They're going to go to Winter House. Screw you. But we'll see what happens. I'm definitely going to be watching Winter House. And I'm definitely going to be reviewing it on my TikTok. So if you're interested. Because um, currently I'm uh, reviewing Summer House. Which is exhaustingly fucking boring this season. So hopefully Winter House is a lot better. The only other thing I have guys is little old Juan Dixon. He's been fired, girl. He's been fired, and as he should be. I don't know if there is information as to why he got fired, but I'm going to assume it's the way that he mishandled the catfishing situation between a coach and a player. I'm going to assume it has to do with that. They're clearly going to, like, Robin is going to try so hard to stay as a housewife full-time because they're going to need that money, honey. The issue is Juan doesn't like to participate. So, bitch, get to dancing because you're going to have to participate this season. Because I swear to God, if Robin comes back this season and we barely see Juan and we don't even talk about, she ignores, she doesn't acknowledge every fucking thing that's been going on, goodbye, good riddance, see ya, arrivederci, au revoir, I'm done, Get off my screen. I don't want to see you anymore and tag Giselle in that because the two of you, I am done. I am done with you never giving us anything about your lives and I am done with you making shit up about other people. This is the biggest reason why I was done and over with Lisa Rinna is because I am tired of you ripping and ripping and ripping and ripping on other people and making up storylines and bringing things up that don't make any fucking sense and knowing, and not having any proof of anything either. I'm so tired of that. And then when we try to get information about you, learn about your life, see your family, they are nowhere to be found. I cannot stand that. I'm that That is not what I want from a housewife. That's not what I want from my Bravo celebrities. If you're going to sign up for this crap, then I want to see your life. I want to see it raw. It makes us connect with you as an audience. And I think that's why people love Vanderpump Rules for years and years and years is because this cast... They did some fucked up shit, but they were raw and we saw their lives raw. And that's why I feel like we connected them so much is because they gave us their all and they gave us everything, blood, sweat and tears, even though it was, you know, a lot of blood sometimes we, uh, we got them raw. So I don't know, guys, this, this season of Bravo in general has been like winter of Bravo has been psychotic and it's not going to get any less Psychotic and crazy. Obviously, a lot of the other housewives are taping right now. We have new housewives coming up. As of right now, I am doing reviews on my TikTok of New Jersey. Miami's finishing up. I was doing Potomac. Potomac has one more reunion episode. I thought do they have one more reunion or no? And then they're done. I don't. I don't even. I've blacked out on Potomac, you guys. I really like. I really have like blacked the fuck out. I think they're done, right? They're all done. So. They're done. Miami is about to be done. Jersey is like one third of the way through right now. Summerhouse again, struggling with Summerhouse right now. I'm considering doing Below Deck because I'm like Summerhouse is like, Ugh. and Vanderpump rules. And then, uh, we are definitely gonna do Girls Trip. We are definitely going to do Winterhouse. And then we'll kind of just keep chugging along and seeing what other things. I know OC is going to be coming back soon. So we're just going to keep chugging along, guys, and seeing what other shows pop up. But I'm really enjoying Jersey this season. Obviously, I'm obsessed with Vanderpump Rules this season. And I'm really bummed Miami is being done because I loved Miami this season. I thought it was so fucking good. And yeah, so let me know what you guys want to listen to on my TikToks. Let me know what you want to talk about on the podcast. Every episode, I've been posting episodes on like Thursday night, Friday morning, whichever I can get up faster. And it's just my long form content. So if you love my short term content, um, short form content, and you want more, uh, follow us here on I Hate the Internet. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Follow me everywhere on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and here on the Spotify podcast. Have a great day, guys. Bye.